raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. There are weird things, cool things, fun things happening all across Indiana. But the craziest thing that's coming is the eclipse. It is coming in 2024. There is this thin band that goes across the country, not east to west, but south to north going east to west. And it goes directly over Indianapolis. And the money it expects to bring to the state of Indiana? Millions. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. This is the weirdest windfall. Where'd my music go? This is the weirdest windfall to come across the state Small towns, big cities like Indy, everybody's going to make some money from this, Gary Dick. Let, let's hear him say it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I thought the same thing. Absolutely crazy. Total eclipse next April. Uh, the last time Indianapolis was in the path. I love the musical uh, undertones there, Tony. Too. Yeah, you can get rid of that now, Jonathan. Uh, but like it, it's, it. this is a, tell the story. This is nuts. It is nuts. Uh, 800 plus years ago was the last time there was a total eclipse. As you mentioned, there is a, a, a thin band through Indiana from southwest to northeast through the state where this is going to be visible. This, this total eclipse, three or four minutes, total darkness. Uh, Indianapolis, as you mentioned, uh, uh, Evansville, Muncie, uh, Bloomington, number of communities. But the crazy thing is uh, they expect maybe more than a million people <laughs> to come into Indiana to be involved in watching this next year. And the economic impact is, is huge. They're already in small towns around the state of Indiana seeing hotel rooms being booked uh, and getting rates of like twelve hundred bucks a night uh, around the state of Indiana. So, and and the way this thing goes, it it just happens to actually go over Indianapolis near right. perfectly. Yeah. But everywhere along the line, some people are gonna be like, "Too many lights in Indianapolis, too many lights for an eclipse." I want to be in these smaller places. There, there's just a tremendous amount of places. To, to, to see this, when you say rooms are going for 1200 a night, that isn't the only thing going on. Are restaurants preparing? Are, are cities actually trying to do any improvements to, well, while they're here, let them think of it as a fun place to come visit and maybe do some yep. other work or maybe do some other buying? No, no question about it. Visiting here in Indianapolis, doing that, making preparations and uh, 
going to be going all out to kind of showcase Indianapolis, if you will. But communities around the state are doing it uh, as well. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, is planning a huge event uh, around this. And as I understand it, they're working with NASA in terms of tracking this uh, this total eclipse and uh, the optimum uh, time for viewing and all those kinds of things. So you're going to begin to hear a lot more about this. I was I knew this was coming. I had no idea of the enormity of it. And uh, from a business standpoint, you're seeing communities, as you say, it's a it's a it's a swath all the way from Evansville up uh, kind of south of Fort Wayne uh, in the north uh, northeast will be uh, will be able to view this. But Indianapolis is right in the sweet spot uh, of the uh, this total eclipse. Talking to Gary Dick inside IndianaBusiness.com on tw- on Twitter, the X at IIB at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y at Gary Dick. Uh, on uh, X, on Twitter, the state of downtown Indianapolis, you've got that that headline, a lot of reasons for optimism in downtown Indy. Uh, Very often, uh, Gary, I see these kinds of commentaries as nothing more than um, propaganda for, for the city, as opposed to what we who live in Indianapolis, the people, I should say, who live in Indianapolis, experience on a daily basis. Uh, Taylor Schaefer was a part of Mayor Hogsett's team. Uh, she now runs downtown Indy. Uh, you uh, spoke with her, I should say, uh, you know, uh, Inside Indiana Business did. What did you learn? What is it that they are saying about what's happening with Indy? Uh, the numbers, and of course, as you suggest, you know, downtown India is certainly going to put a positive uh, spin on this. But they do, uh, they did release last week in their state of downtown uh, uh, some numbers that, that show things recovering. You know, Indianapolis, let's face it, uh, has been slow to recover from the pandemic and the, 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 the violence and the riots that occurred three years ago. Been slow to recover from that. But the numbers released by downtown India point to uh, increases in people working downtown, beginning to get more people uh, in downtown Indianapolis. The residential side, although mortgage rates uh, uh, obviously are playing a, a role uh, in kind of softening this, but uh, uh, more people beginning to live downtown. They say demographically, it's not just millennials and empty nesters, but some families are beginning to move downtown. They also point, very importantly, to about $2 billion in projects that are underway or on the books right in the heart of downtown from um, you know, what's going on at Gainbridge Fieldhouse to Alanco to uh, the Indy 11 project, a number of others as well. So they, they point to all of those things to, to paint the picture that there are reasons for optimism that, that things are getting better. You know, crime, cleanliness, those issues that certainly exist. Uh, they say they're addressing that with several million dollars in funding to, uh, to address those issues, uh, which are very real as well. But do they... I, I don't want to get political with you. I try very hard never, ever to get political with, with, with you. But I, I don't think it's political to note the issues uh, of the capital city. Do they even acknowledge that the, these issues exist? And do they ever discuss with you the reason for these issues? Do they ever lay blame anywhere? Not not laying blame in terms of pointing uh, to uh, different people or organizations, whatever that the, the case might be. You, you know, the fact of the matter is that that certainly these these last uh, couple of years, as you look at 
issues that many cities are facing, but crime and homelessness, those those types of things, it's been an issue. It is an issue for Indianapolis, and it is something that the business community uh, is is very well aware of and very concerned about. There's there's no getting around that 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 exists. The question is how what what is being done, what will be done to kind of turn things around, and from downtown Indy standpoint, they feel as though things are happening to begin to to right that ship, if you will. They feel that things are happening in Indianapolis and the ship is being righted. Yes. I heard that crop properly. Yes. Yes. That is, that is uh, coming from downtown Indy that they, they believe that as you, you look at the numbers that they uh, are pointing to in terms of uh, activity downtown and those things beginning to come back, uh, that it is a, it is a positive story. And that's not, look, look, that's not a surprise. That's, that's not, they're going to paint certainly paint that picture, but they do attempt to back it up with numbers and and uh, especially as you talk about some of these new projects that are coming online as well. Hey, I I see that that businesses are want more and more people in the office. That is good for downtowns. I want to see more of that because I only want to see the the growth of, of Indianapolis. Like I want to see the growth of Bloomington. Like I want to see the growth of Fort Wayne and, and Evansville and other areas. And it, it, an odd story though for Indy. Which really I don't think has anything to do with Indianapolis. There is a group, the Society of Professional Journalists, yeah. that just canceled their convention in sixty seconds or less. What the heck happened? Yeah, and I think it's a reflection. I, I cut my eye as well, uh, Tony, a longtime organization. Uh, obviously, I think it's 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 more a reflection of uh, the state of. Of journalism and and in, in particular newspapers and print and uh, I know from a membership standpoint they've gone down dramatically so they've got some real financial issues that they're, that they're facing they determine they just can't do uh, can't do the event can't do that annual uh, event in Indianapolis. Gary Dick inside IndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us, sir. As always, Matt. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.